Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to a Quick Resume episode four, everybody. Um, my name is Deck. Um, I am joined by my co-host Tim uh, today for your weekly drop of Xbox chinwagging. Um, we don't have as much to talk about this week as we do, well, as like the onslaught of the last few weeks. It's been a bit mental, um, and that's kind of nice for us. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so I mean, I guess... It's um, oh, and I guess as well. Uh, sorry, we're a few days late. Um, we uh, I've been haunted by the ghost of Bill Gates. I've gotten the uh, co- the first COVID vaccine, so I've been a bit uh, under the weather, but I'm feeling a bit more sprightly uh, today, especially after the couple of bits and bobs of Xbox news towards the end of the week. Um, yeah, uh, how are you doing this week, Tim? Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, I can't complain. Um, pretty pretty standard week. Um, and, uh, I think it's quite a good thing that we've, we've ended up delaying it, uh, anyway, because of everything that went on on Friday, um, it was actually quite a good timing for you to get your, your little jab mm. and, um, contract the disease, um, <laughs> the real disease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm all good. Um, yeah. Sweet. No, that's good news. That's, nice yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I mean, if. Anybody recalls, um, I think Tim did make a couple of promises to do a couple of reviews for us this week. So I just wanted to check in. This is why I didn't want to bring any of this up. I, I just wanted to. Short, just be like, move on. <laughs> I just wanted to check in to see how you've got on with them, you know. Um, um, I'm sure you must yeah. be halfway through or maybe even done. I think you said, yeah, well, what did we say? I, okay. What did we said? Undertale? Shut up. I think Shut you up. said Evil Within. <laughs> You set me up quite nicely for saying you must be at least halfway through because I am over halfway through Evil Within. Oh. So, yeah, that's pretty that's good. good progress. Uh, I think I just finished like chapter nine or something, and I think there's like 15 chapters in Evil Within. Um, I, I haven't started Undertale, um, even though I did say I would. Um, yeah, it was just it was just a pretty pretty crazy week as I was very busy doing adult things at my adult job, um, and then we kind of just. Whenever we did get a chance to meet online, we all just kind of played Apex together. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really get around to doing any of that sort of stuff. But I am off. Uh, I've got some uh, holiday I booked next week so uh, for the big long Easter break. So I am off from like Wednesday onwards. So uh, I think I'll definitely be able nice. to get uh, Evil Within and Undertale finished for, for next week for sure. Um, no. especially if they're only like, if Undertale's only like three or four hours, I could probably just blitz that in a day if I really committed to it. Mm. So I think it'll take uh, a bit longer than, than three or four hours. So I think maybe eight hours is probably more realistic. But You tricked me. I don't think I did. <laughs> Go back through the logs. Last week you said four hours. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe, I guess maybe casually really double quick. it. Um, really quick but so yeah. what have you played supraland i think that was another one you said you were going to play i never said i was going to play <laughs> supraland that's uh, you 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 said that 
I did not say I was going to play Superland. Superland is bomb, man. And um, yeah. I think I, I think we had spoken about Prey, but obviously the, I think um, let's just focus on Undertale. And, <laughs> and Evil yeah, there's only so <laughs> many games I can juggle. I'm one man. You just have to play. You just have to play them. Uh, you get a second Xbox booted up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do have time. my my consume. My still, so yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's all a work in progress. I know everyone is dying. They are man to, to know. It's We're all hungry. My for inbox it. has just been blowing up. <laughs> it's unreal. Um, I had to block like my um, my tweet tweeter. Your tweeter. <laughs> no, my Twitter. Um, I was just trying to sound old. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it's yeah. I'm sure everyone is is eager and dying to know, but it's it's a work in progress. Um, yeah, there's mm. only so many games I can play at once. Especially, I, I I don't know. I'm definitely one of those people where like. I like to just do one thing at a time. Like, I don't like to... Oh, yeah, if I'm don't. playing Evil Within, I don't want to play, like, a little bit of Evil Within and then play a little bit of Undertale and then play a little bit of Apex. Like, it's... Because it kind of takes away um, from from the atmosphere that you build up in the, in, the other, in the game that you're playing. Especially something like Evil Within, where it is a horror-based game and then you just start going into other stuff. You know, you kind of ruin... You kind of break that wall all the time and undertale as well would be the same thing i'm sure you get wrapped up in what's going on and it's just a bit of its own world sort of thing um and you don't really want to so um yeah i think for the best experience it's always good not to juggle loads of different games um i know loads of people do that and i don't know how they can do it not how people can be like you know, they can just boot up and play like an Assassin's Creed. Then they can boot up and play some card, and then they can boot up and play some FIFA, and then they can boot up and play some. They play so many different things at once. And multiplayer it's, just... games are a bit different, I think. Yeah, I yeah, I guess it's a little bit weird if you were to play two single player games. Yeah, yeah. if you were playing like Assassin's Creed and like Valhalla and Prey or something like that, I think that's pretty yeah. weird. No, that is um, weird. The the thought makes me that. angry. It like it makes me really like agitated. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So that's um, that's what I've been doing this week, basically. And uh, those are the promises I broke. So <laughs> thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Makes oh, me feel really good. Oh god, I just um, laughed then, and my fucking lung felt like it was going to collapse. <laughs> yeah, it's Billy, you're punching your lungs in. Oh, go away, Billy. Um, but yeah. yeah, so what what have you been um, what have you been playing this week? What have you been doing this week? I mean, I've still I've still been playing Fallout 4. I've been bouncing between it on my Xbox and on my Kishi. Um, what I feel like there was something else I booted up this week, but I can't remember what. Um, mm. I'll tell you what, out of absolutely nowhere, I re-downloaded For Honor last night. Don't know why. You've done that a few times, and we've never actually booted it up. I know. I've done it a few times, and then every time I realise that nobody wants to play it with me, so I just uninstall it. <laughs> but I'm always, I always like, yeah. I always see like that. I was like, oh, this game's still being supported. This looks like very fun and unique. And I never got to, obviously, I never got to give it a go because at the time when the game came out, I was at uni, and um, for whatever reason, my uni- yeah. my university Wi-Fi um blocked all Ubisoft games, and obviously you have to connect to UPlay or whatever. It was really fucking weird. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and because we got Watch Dogs too at the time as well, didn't we? And we we couldn't play that together either. We did. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is now sixty frames. But yeah, boom, and probably be coming to Games Pass soon. Yeah, it probably will. I don't. We don't know. Yeah. That's just a little insider. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's just that's what we like to call in the industry a guess. 
yeah. <laughs> an educated guess is what I'm <laughs> yeah. calling it. Um, okay, all right, yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Just some more fallout then, basically. Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I I've been thinking about starting. Um, uh, what's it fucking called? The the Mario Rabbids one. I know it's not an Xbox game, but um, the you yeah. know the Mario Rabbids thing. I've had that since. Uh, Christmas and I haven't booted it up yet but I've been playing because I obviously just played Gears Tactics and like I I get, I get genre fatigue quite a bit so like I, I, don't, I can't just hop from game to game in the same genre I do get a bit fatigued so I'm like I'm giving it a break and probably going to finish Fallout 4 and then maybe I'll play it afterwards <clears throat> yeah yeah I get um, that yeah so yeah it pretty much just more Fallout um, it's slowed down a bit um, I'm kind of just going through the the story at the moment like i think it's one of those games it's like all fallout um all bethesda games where like you get a lot out of not doing a lot <laughs> like you know like just fucking about yes. it's like the best way to play bethesda games but i'm kind of at the point now where i'm like i'm just kind of playing through the story i'm having a nice time um but you know you kind of move past that honeymoon phase where you're like you just want to like have a look at every nook and cranny i'm kind of like yeah get me through the story mm-hmm. um but it's cool though. The game keeps surprising me. Yeah, like uh, like I said last week, I'm I am really pleasantly surprised with the game for a game that I think has quite a bad. Like if you go onto the internet, generally you'll get the impression that Fallout Four is is a really not a, like a bad game, but it's it's very good. Like it's you know, mm-hmm. I think it's really good. So uh, yeah, uh, gameplay wise, it's it, it's excellent. It's it's mainly just the the sort of yeah the story and the dialogue options people weren't that happy with. Mm. Um, you know the the engine upgrade was was nice. It does look a, a, a lot better than Fallout um, Three in New Vegas, um, and you know the gameplay is nothing to complain about. It's just the same but better. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, I think it was just mainly um, story and dialogue mm. sort of thing it got criticised for. But yeah. it, because there was as well, like I was I was looking at some more like recent reviews of Fallout Four since like the frame rate boost and mods have come out for all of it and and stuff and and a lot of people have said that if you don't care about achievements, the best way to still play is to download mods for like you know texture packs, four K pack, sixty frames mm-hmm. pack, and um, apparently it looks really good. I mean, I haven't given it a go, but there's something about I I want to be able to play and get the achievements. I, I don't know why I just kind of do. Um, yeah. So. Um, I do, I'm a bit annoyed on one hand that I can't use all those mods and still get the achievements. I mean, I, oh, I obviously understand why, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, you almost feel like they should just, they should just like whitelist, like a set of mods, just like texture mods and HD mods and stuff like that. And be like, these don't disable achievements, yeah. but anything that actually adds to the game, you know, like a custom weapon or just wacky yeah. crap and powers and stuff like that, then obviously those are categorized differently. Definitely. Um, but, but yeah, cause I, I, I know for a fact that you could boot up Skyrim, um, in the state is on series X and you could download a load of crap on that, um, mods and you can make it look great. Um, you know, mm. you can make it look like a not not a twenty, not not like a twenty twenty one game or anything like that. But you can make it look like a sort of late sort of 2017, 2018, like nice looking game. Yeah. Uh, with great lighting and textures and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just whether or not you want to take that hit for the achievements. I just think yeah. most people probably would. But I think because this is your first Fallout yeah. game as well, I think there's an element of you, you know, you, you, you kind of want people to know that you've played a Fallout as well. Like there, there is kind of a little bit of that. Yeah. 
but I guess yeah I don't know I guess just going into like the psychology of achievements and everything but there is yeah there's just kind of that element like I want I want to be able to look back and like have like that kind of stamp of like oh yeah like I played a Fallout game to completion and you know yeah. you just I can like jog your memory and be like oh that's right you know like I really enjoyed Fallout 4 when I played it or you know, obviously you get the game score, but I mean, the number is a number, you know, it's whatever, that's nice. But I, I kind of like the idea of, it, of like having that stamp there to like, I either prove to myself, yeah, like, like, oh yeah, like I played that and I enjoyed that or, um, or other people. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, for sure. It's, it is all about that stamp. You know, that's why I play games that I really like, um, like Devil May Cry and stuff like that and the hardest difficulty just so, well, not the hardest because that's mental, but I always pick like one of the hardest, so you know, because uh, I'm a fan of the series and stuff like that, and I want people to know that I completed it on that sort of difficulty. It's kind mm. of like a flex in like a weird way, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it, it, achievements are weird. There's loads of different things that trigger in your brain that make you want to do achievements. Yeah, but and there is as well because I, you, you do genuinely notice it when like, oh, well, at least I have as well. Maybe I'm just uh, a loser poo-poo head but i whenever i go and play on the switch and i'm playing a game i'm like man i really wish i had like achievements for this and it's just it's just ridiculous yeah. because it's like nothing you know it's just like um it's just that the system saying well done you did something <laughs> i'm kind of yeah. like thanks it, it is weird it is weird um it, it's like yeah it's like hades because i played the i played the crap out of hades on the switch and i was like i got a, i got great enjoyment out of it but i was like i kind of wish yeah, like I had a achievements. Yeah, you know, like someone could see that I I completed the game with all the weapons or something like that. Um, yeah, exactly. Or I could just see it for my own vanity's sake. Um, I don't know, like games like Slay the Spire and stuff like that. They have like built-in achievements, which is yeah, kind of cool. It's, built, it's 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 not the same, but it's still kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I know that recently on Slay the Spire I actually got an achievement. I say recently, it was like a month ago, for like eating one of the bosses using the feed card. And I was oh, like, yeah. hey, that's an achievement for eating one of the bosses. I was like, yeah. cool. Um, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, like like you said, they're, they're not the same as like system achievements for sure. Mm. Yeah, but. I it, there is. Yeah, it's it's just quite interesting. It's like that whole like check checkbox mentality and. You know, a lot of games even have like whole design systems focused around that where like they, you know, part of what the game wants you to do. It's like, go over here and do that. Go over and do that. And the game gives you like a nice, <laughs> well done, yeah. objective complete. And, you know, big, yeah. nice sound. And, you know, I, if you look at how the achievement system has been like polished and evolved over time, you can tell that it's, you know, it's taking cues from all sorts of, you know, psychology, really. You know, the, you know, the diamond achievements is one of the newer things we had this gen. And that was fucking great. I love diamond achievements. Yeah, diamond achievements are awesome. I think like, there's some, there are some places where it loses its value a bit just because, like, if it's a multiplayer game or something, like, it just, for whatever reason, people don't seem to have many of them. But for the most part, if you get one and, you know, you're in the 10% and that noise comes up, you know, like, send a shiver down my spine, it's yeah fantastic yeah it's um, great yeah yeah all cool though all cool so yeah oh yeah ultimately i decided not to um not to forfeit the achievements um and i don't regret it like because there are some cool ones you know some things pop up and you're like oh cool or like you're, you know you're like close to one you're like you have a little look or the you know this system ui will remind you you know it'll pop up and say oh you know craft 100 weapons and you've done like 19 you're like oh cool if i just craft it just gives you that bit more of a carrot to like experiment with some of the game's mechanics and i think sometimes that can be quite a good thing 
just because it's something not necessarily that you wouldn't have done or had the motivation to do, but just because it gives you that extra push to just experiment with it a bit more. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, all I completely stuff. agree. All um, stuff. And back on the, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't boot up for honor if I were you. I know we're going back <laughs> on what he said, but that I think that game is quite a hardcore sort of like fan base now and i think if you just build it up you're just gonna get trashed yeah like, maybe. i don't think noobs play that game um i kind of wanted to say that earlier but um just we, be holding we, it we, in. we moved on yeah we moved on um but yeah and i will not be booting it up with you i will not go down that road <laughs> of death and slaughter with you i'm a four on a main you can't stop me. Oh, good luck. I guess we, uh, this is where the podcast ends, I guess. <laughs> this is, welcome back to Four Honor Podcast, episode one. Yeah, um, we'll get even less viewers. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You can't subscribe on your other five volts. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Well, that's that, nice. I guess. Um, so, I mean... In terms of what's happened this week, there has been a few bits and bobs that have gone on. Um, and I guess we'll start at the top. Um, the the first one was that, and this has confused me, because I, I swear someone else from Netflix came over to Xbox a couple of years ago, maybe like 2018 or something. But the former director of, of partner marketing at Netflix has announced that he has joined Team Xbox to lead the global partnerships group. Um, so, I mean, this is obviously what... I, Xbox has been like growing. It's been like a slow and steady improvement um, of them padding their their marketing team um, because it's been something that everybody's been really critical of for the last mm. gen, really. And I don't. Their marketing is still a bit weak. I don't know what it is. Like whenever, and I don't know if it's because of the way that maybe Sony and Nintendo approach their games as opposed to Xbox, in that they approach them as like big tentpole releases, whereas Xbox is kind of like. Here, you know, here's stuff when it's ready, whenever you want, you know, because of Games Pass, there's, there is no real, they don't have these big sort of like moments, these big like zeitgeist moments of like, here's our huge game, here's our huge game. And so when that does happen for like Sony, you know, Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima or upcoming Ratchet and Clank, whatever, you know, they just have like these huge like month long um, campaigns, you know, maybe the only comparison will be something like Gears 5 or Halo 4, um, Halo Infinite this year for, for Xbox, but yeah, Xbox has always seemed to have this issue that even with games which are quite big um, and like critical darlings, you know, like Ori, for example, or Cut Cuphead, there's just dead silence across the board. Like, there's just no marketing for it. And it's weird. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Um, yeah, it's sort of that individual game marketing is could definitely be improved on. Um, and I mean, over the recent like year or so as well pretty much the only xbox ads you see are either just for the console itself or for games pass that's just what they're flogging they don't flog like the individual um games anymore so much do they they, they basically just flog like games pass they, they they market games pass and it's like a quick little montage and all the adverts um yeah. But they're definitely improving. Um, yeah. I know that recently with all like the uh, the tie-in with like the um, the Avengers one and stuff like that. You know, with um, have you seen them with the, yeah, the, the Falcon guy, and Soldier, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Falcon and the Wind Soldier one and stuff like that with the blip. Like they're all they're they're quite funny and they're definitely getting better. 
Mm. Um, and they're obviously putting a lot more money into them as well, getting actual like actors to do it and tying it into all these different universes that are quite popular. Definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I also just found it weird that like even on those adverts though, um, like those new ones I was just talking about, they're showing like gameplay of like Halo Four. They're like, and I'm like, what is this? This looks so bad. I was like, it, it looks awful. Like you, you're doing a massive advert and then you showing like a super old game that just looks outdated and even like on the advert and stuff like that and it's mm. just like i mean it's just because it's halo i guess but um yeah what? i don't know i don't I not, not halo weird. 5 oh uh, no it might yeah it, it would have been halo 5 i guess but still it, it, it looks old and it looks outdated and stuff like that mm. some guy like shooting a fusion coin and blowing up a grunt and yeah. I'm like, great. That doesn't make me want to buy an Xbox because yeah. Halo 5 wasn't exactly fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. They, they, they always seem to have like a weird focus on like, I don't know. They, yeah, they just seem to put money in weird places. It's really weird. Like the other thing with like, you know, like so because there are some marketing campaigns they've had which has been quite big. Like I remember like the Sea of Thieves marketing campaign was quite big, but obviously it's just the way they managed that launch was a bit just a bit weird treating it like a huge release when they fully well knew it was going to be an evolving game so it's yeah. just a bit it's just a bit weird and there's just there seemed a bit of miscommunication there but but whatever that was got a bit of an outlier i guess and then another one was you know like crackdown 3 like you know you got terry cruz who was i'm gonna say it again really fucking quiet for the whole game <laughs> yeah if anybody's played crackdown 3 and you play as Terry Crews. For some reason, he's—it's like they recorded his voice, slapped it into the like the avatar, and turned it down to like twenty percent. Like you can yeah. hear him shouting, but he's like, "I'm like, hello." Like, where yeah, he's you? like in the distance somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was really weird. Um, <laughs> I did find that very strange. But they did so um, many. When, when the game. There were so many adverts with him in it as well. It's like Terry Crews can't yeah. be a cheap actor, you know, to just like get on. No, definitely not. Yeah, and they, oh. they were great adverts as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like that was a selling point of me. I was just like, dude, this is awesome. I love Terry Crews and he's funny. And I was like, totally gonna play as him in the game. I'm like, where is he? He's at the end of that <laughs> hallway, fucking shouting at me. <laughs> <laughs> down yeah. inside of a fucking glass yeah wearing a fishbowl helmet i don't know it was just weird <laughs> it was so this is what i mean they're like their marketing is all over the place they haven't got it together anywhere near as much as, as nintendo like you said it or, or sony but like you said it, they are getting better like the whole thing around games pass they're doing really well like all the marketing loads of sizzle reels um they just seem to be quite good at that you know they, they yeah the bethesda of... one was sick most yeah. recent one yeah that was fantastic and like they're yeah. they've had a lot of like criticisms over like inside xbox in the past because like they use that and like and then how they did e3s you know like people would say well there's always that ongoing discussion about like how e3 should or shouldn't be done and I, I, there's no real right or wrong way is there I, I do think it's a bit of a piss take when the community wants nothing but back-to-back footage of gameplay and it's like it doesn't work like that you know devs have been working on this for seven years let them speak about it for a little bit you know like oh too much talking (laughs) i don't know these people have been working for nearly a decade on something they're allowed they can talk about it so um i don't know i think that's all a bit subjective but i like the one they did last year i think i thought was really good you know the xbox game showcase in terms of the format anyway you know i know a lot of people were upset that there wasn't as much gameplay and there was a lot of trailers um mm. 
but like the format was like good you know I, I thought anyway you know it was it was just trailer to dev to trailer to dev um yeah to philly you know and then to to all the other people at, at xbox so um, rather than you know people like dancing on stage you know with connect <laughs> or a car yeah, dropping exactly. onto onto the stage forza horizon or, some, or hiring some fucking youtube actor that forgets his lines yeah. <laughs> god that's so funny oh my god yeah because they can be proper cringe fest sometimes can't they well um, that, yeah they that, do have a bad reputation for that yeah um <laughs> god some of it's so funny like watching like e3 and like it's just like playstation conferences and, and showcases and stuff and xbox ones too there's so many like cringe reels for them it's fucking fantastic yeah, it's just like most of it's the crowd as well because they're like, "Can we get some hype?" And it's just like nothing. <laughs> the crowd's just full of gamers. Just like, I want to oh, show me some click on my head gameplay. <laughs> yeah, I want to see is. the shooties. Yeah, it's literally just a bunch of introverts who like yeah. barely want to be. <laughs> yeah, they just come out of their cave. It just um, stinks once or twice a year. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So that itself doesn't help, but yeah, um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, like their marketing is definitely getting better. You know, hopefully the more that they pad out their marketing um, department, the, the, the better it will get. I mean, you know, Netflix has got popular for a reason and, and they're going to keep peddling Games Pass. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Mark Wahlberg will help. Hopefully. <laughs> I totally read that as Mark Wahlberg, by the way. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Waltenberg. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I read it as Mark Wahlberg. I was like, Mark Wahlberg, Xbox, fucking sick. Part of the marketing. Nice. It's so good. It's fucking great. He's one of the most expensive Hollywood actors. Yeah. Speaking um, of putting uh, money into weird places. Yeah. I'd expect them to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it it it's maybe a good place to sort of just pivot straight off the back of talking about um. I guess sort of marketing and, and uh, like the Xbox brand is um, mm. the fact that this week Xbox um, decided or at least announced or whatever it came. I think, I think the article came out of Forbes in the end um, that they were dropping the live part of Xbox live and they're just, it's just becoming Xbox network now. And that was speculated earlier in the week as it started appearing in the UI and inside of builds and stuff. But yeah, then it yeah. got officially confirmed. Uh, did, did you see anything about this? Uh, I did, yeah, and I think you you messaged me about it earlier in the week as well. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense because Xbox Live, I guess, is just it's a bit confusing. I guess that terminology, it, it, it kind of, I don't know, it, it it kind of worked and made sense when it was like the only contender back when they first invented it, and they were like first first to the curb for like multiplayer and stuff like that and creating this online experience. They were like Xbox Live, you know, it's all live and out there. It kind of, but now everyone's doing it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just don't think the terminology makes sense. So Xbox Network does make more sense um, it, it, in terms of just what it is as a product. Um, it would be less confusing, I guess, to all the mums and dads <laughs> going into the shop to buy the their sons some. Uh, some Xbox Live, some Xbox, some Xbox Network. Network, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, cool. It's not, it's, it's it's not huge, I guess. It's just, it's just a simple like branding change. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it, it it just makes sense. And I'm assuming this is when they planned on uh, doubling everyone's subscription, but they put it a load a bit earlier than planned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Never go over it. It's um, yeah. From what I heard, it's because it's they're looking. They want to distinguish between Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Live in that they're different entities and i guess it makes sense but i mean there are a lot of this because like you can get games you can get games pass ultimate now and that's the subscription and that's part of that it gives you xbox live going like it's a bit ridiculous that you get a subscription and that gets you another subscription and that gets you yeah. EA play so that's the third subscription and you know just like it just keeps cascading so it's i think mm-hmm. at some point they have to just cut out the middleman and be like i d- yeah it, um the whole thing is just called xbox and the thing is like as much of a bop as Xbox Live is, it's like a great name. It does sound like it's straight out of the 90s. That's fine, I think, because it was yeah. the first day and nobody really questioned it. You know, it's like, um, but Xbox tend to do this where they like name stuff from the 80s and 90s, like Groove, Groove Music, or what the fuck is Groove Music? Or Mixer, yeah. like, I mean, as much as I love Mixer, it was just a fucking weird name. Um, yeah. But nobody, everybody was kind of down with Xbox Live and, you know, it was just kind of iconic. Um, but it was to save the confusion. But the thing is, Nobody ever called Xbox Live Xbox Live. Like nobody ever says, "Should we log on and play some Xbox Live?" Like nobody ever says that. So, I, I, in terms mm. of like how we actually speak about it, I think they know it's it's going to have absolutely zero effect on. But I don't think anyone's going to say, "Let's log on and play some Xbox Network." <laughs> I fucking hope not. So I'm going to be like, yeah, straight after this podcast, I'll be like, "You want to hop onto uh, <laughs> the old machine, boot up the old Xbox Network, <laughs> yeah, get some gaming going, yeah." Some of those video games, I'd love to. Yeah. We're actually 50, guys. Yeah. We're actually 50 years old. It's true. Proper dad gamers. It's true. It's true. That's how I feel. That's how um, I feel at the moment after that vaccine. Yeah. My heart's about to stop. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, we, this, this splits us out quick. We die, yeah? Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, and I think you brought up the same point as me as Xbox Live is a bit, it just seems a bit outdated now. Um, you know, so great awesome do you know what other console manufacturer is called network Ouya, the Ouya network the Ouya network the kfc <laughs> network the soldier KFC. boy network <laughs> oh the soldier console let's go um <laughs> fucking go yeah no uh playstation network yeah obviously. playstation network i don't know uh, uh mm. Yeah, put, it's just... I, I feel like you could have probably sat down and come up with something better than network just to separate yourself, right? Um, I'm trying to think of one right off the top of my head. Um, yeah. I don't know, something like Xbox Live? That'd be a good one, actually. <laughs> Xbox dead. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox fucking dead stonks. Dead stonky Xbox. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what's, um, what's Nintendo's one called? Not network. Uh, ba, 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 ba. It's called it's just um, online, is it? Nintendo Online. I think it might just be Nintendo Online, or does yeah. it have like an E in it? E something. Nintendo E Network. Nintendo E something. They tend to I throw E's know. in front of it. I don't know why. Mm, um, yeah, like... it might just be Nintendo Online. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that. I, mean, like, so, I, I that don't think point. we'll actually. I don't think we'll actually see anything. <laughs> come of that like i don't you're not going to suddenly see things being referred to as xbox network like releases or xbox network sales it's not gonna happen i just they're just streamlining it to more xbox to be honest like i 
like I said, people don't call it Xbox Live. Like you just refer to it as Xbox. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's Nintendo really... Online. Nintendo yeah, it's Online, just yeah. Nintendo Online. Yeah, okay. yeah, I got confused because it's called the eShop and stuff uh, like that. So I, I assumed like uh, it was e something, but yeah, it's just Nintendo Online. Yeah, yeah. So um, excited for um, the rest of 2021 on my Xbox network. Me too. <laughs> Okay, we've got a couple of dribs and drabs before we get back to some more of some good stuff. Um, there was some uh, leaked gameplay from a, a technical test um, from Ra- Rainbow Six Parasite slash Quarantine. Um, we've said both because I think the the name Rainbow Six Parasite appeared on the Microsoft Store, but supposedly the name of the game is Rainbow Six Quarantine. Parasite mm-hmm. is apparently the code name, so who I don't know. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, this is this is meant to be. We've had a trailer for it, haven't we? We've had like a proper trailer. Um, yeah. It's like a, um, I guess, spin off of Rainbow Six Siege. Um, it's a spin off of like the game they did like a limited time mode a while, a couple of years back, where it was it was a, like, alien type creatures. Um, yeah, of... I was I was just thinking this as well. Yeah. I was like, they did this in the past. They yeah. they like. They, they gave us like a, an event with it because we were big into Rainbow Six Siege for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and I remember playing some sort of shooty zombie thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, they're all and... red and black and spiky. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, and that was called Quarantine too. So I was like, is what? Was it? I, I know I know nothing about this as well. Is this is this a full game separated yeah, it's a full from game. Siege? Yeah, but so is, it, is it 50 quid? We don't know. Quid. We don't know. I reckon. I reckon it'll be like a thirty quid game. You know, a half price game. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, yeah. Because I'm a dumbass and I picked it in my fantasy critic last year, so it shows what I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically it. I. I. It's not like. I. It, they're just building off like the ideas from that limited time mode because they liked it and it was really popular. They're not like making that limited time mode a full expansion, you know, like it's, it's mm. whereas that, that limited time mode was like kind of an aliens kind of fun thing. This is like, like parasite. I think it is a bit, um, alien related, but not, not yeah. the same. It's not like not the same canon, right? It's, but is it like... the gameplay ideas are um, migrated over. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's going to be sort of like, just like Call of Duty zombie style or like wave-based survival or if it will be like like Left 4 Dead style. You know, they chuck mm. you into a mission, you have an objective, you escape, you move on to another mission, you know, that sort of thing. And there's kind of like a storyline to it. I imagine it's probably, if I would have to guess, I imagine it's going down that Left 4 Dead kind of route. Oh, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think it <clears> would just be like a zombie uh, like wave survival thing. Um I think it will be sort of, yeah, like you go into a mission, uh, they're like, oh, extract the, the potential cure from this place. Oh, no, you need to refuel the, the building to get in. You go around and you find the gas canisters, you know, like Left 4 mm-hmm. Dead style. And there's all these, like, zombies and everything running around at you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I see, I see what you're saying. The, the only reason, like, I assume in my head that it would be, like, in my head it's like, it's a more of a zombie style one. It's just because the mechanics of Rainbow Six are more suited towards like a house defense kind of thing. You know, the movement's like true. slow and clunky. You can wrapple up buildings, um, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, mantle through windows, things like that. And uh, unless they like rework that, like running in Rainbow Six Siege just doesn't feel that good. <laughs> it's, it's very slow yeah. and heavy. Yeah, it's quite jank. Yeah, but, but potentially, yeah. 
yeah but then we, yeah. we we don't know how what kind of pace they're going for you know no. it, it, they, they might not be going for as fast pace as left for dead so movement no you know might not matter so much um, because left for dead was very fast paced and very yeah 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 um, but yeah i mean that's you know it, it, it's quite interesting that we both think it's going to go down um different paths we'll see who's right i guess mm. um but yeah i mean that's the sort of vibes i'm getting from it and i think there'll be sort of like an overarching story to it Definitely. um but yeah i'm wondering if i think to... from like the gameplay basically what happened in the game it wasn't very much gameplay but in at least in the one we saw unless there was any more out there um did they, they, they were playing as oh who was it was it ash oh crap i don't know now and it doesn't matter. They shot like a pile of goop on the floor and then they shot like an egg sack. It was like a red glowing egg sack and then a clip ended. Um, and, you know, yeah. There are lots of little things you could probably take away from it, like stuff in the UI and things like that. Um, it didn't look to be a map that was already in Siege. Like, so it wasn't a reused asset or anything. Um, yeah. But uh, it seems, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I guess this is something that um, I, I originally thought, like I said, it was coming out sometime last year. I, I don't really know why. I just, because we'd heard about it a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just they're dead quiet on it, so I, I don't know. I, who knows if we see it this year? It's weird. Um, it's, it's it's quite a weird one, and I guess they're doing it just as like a fun little project for themselves because Rainbow Six Siege is still a very healthy game. Um, yeah, you know, they're, they're just doing it probably because they want to. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of it's 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 quite an oddball, but you know, I I always respect that. Mm. You know, and I mean, why not? Can we just take a moment to like just round of applause for the team? behind rainbow six siege wow. oh yeah yeah that's sick yeah yeah absolutely amazing. I, amazing I i did not think that game like i, I mean, I, I, mean I, I loved it like i thought it was very good um and we didn't we did play it quite a lot and we did enjoy it um for quite a while um but i did not think that game would be supported to the extent it has been uh today like it's crazy it's still it's still in like um steam's top 10 like most played games and has been like since launch i think yeah um it, it's just it's just always been there yeah um it's just and, amazing and it's big in the console scene it's got a great pro scene as well um mm. with, a, with a with a lot of viewers and stuff like that when they do these sort of tournaments and um yeah it's definitely one of the most supported games ever like just ever made um if not the most i'm trying to think of another one that was really well supported yeah um I guess Sea of Thieves kind of falls into that category. Um, mm-hmm. What what else? There was another mm-hmm. one that was really really well. Well, supported. I mean, I mean, Fortnite's obviously one of them. It's like, yeah, all those sort of games, but those those are a bit different because you they're mean, free the ones to play. That came it. From from zero, like came from nothing. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, and those are free to play, so you kind of have to build on them to keep like your no audience interested. Uh, yeah, yeah, No Man's Sky would be another one, even though we never got into that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would definitely be a, a, another one. Yeah, that game went from just absolute dog to just, you know, being pretty well-respected game now. Yeah, um, yeah there's there's loads, but Rainbow Six Siege is, yeah, yeah. kudos to them. It's kudos just, um, them. yeah, well, I, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's amazing because it's like one of the first games, I mean, I don't, maybe I'm just a little baby boy and I don't understand the industry, but at least I, I feel like it's one of the first games in, well, I get in like this new like wave of games uh, of like game development and like game releases where um, like you said, like games are supported and they have lifespans and like they evolve. And it was one of the first games that people pointed to uh, as were like, 
oh, this hasn't, not necessarily hasn't released content complete, but hasn't released well and it's going to die. And then, you know, not six months, not a year, but maybe two years later, you know, it started turning heads again. And it's just, um, it's just like one of those first ones that really, at least to me, that started making me think like games can do this. Like games can release as this evolving, like, dynamic medium where they don't have to just be one and done you know i mean obviously obviously well we had like games released before multiplayer games and expansion packs but it's that's not really the same because um mm. the game ultimately stays the same and they're just additions but you know see just like constant balancing updates and i know multiplayer games have existed before like team fortress 2 or whatever the, the big ones but siege did it to a whole different level and it was like one of the first ones to do it like successfully and kind of turn the ship around from like mixed uh you know reception to like overwhelmingly positive yeah no yeah for sure yeah it's done it's done absolute wonders um and it doesn't it also doesn't just force you to dip into your wallet as well like it can all be done within game currency and stuff Mm. like that and if you grind the game enough and you enjoy it like like generally the the renowned game which is the currency using in the game it's not it's not that slow you know like if you pay it a healthy amount you will be able to buy these new operators with with that with that currency so it doesn't force you to um to dip into your wallet but obviously you have the option of of buying them um straight as they come out so uh so yeah but yeah no yeah rainbow six siege has been it's always been a, a, a favorite of mine just in the sense of just how well it's done. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I still think siege has the best flight. Um, I don't want to say free to play because obviously you, you buy Rainbow Six Siege, but it has the best. Um, I don't know how to describe economy. It. Uh, yeah, I guess like the, like the, yeah, like for non spenders, the best like economy, like the way that they do, you know, like you don't get a pack and then it increases your chance and that chance goes up by more if you win versus a loss. I just think that whole yeah. system is really fucking it's good. good. Um, and good. like, it's, it's, um, I, I like, I've, I've always, it's always pissed me off when games try and do this, but then they don't like incentivize like wins or good performance. Like I'm like, I just feel like you're losing out. Mm-hmm. You're just losing out on like free motivation from me as a player. Like if you just, if you whip, because that's going to encourage me to want to get better, to want to play more and then ultimately like get more of the packs and the more packs I get. I mean, they they, they know this, the more I get for free, the more I want to spend. So it's just, you know, if I look at something like Apex that we obviously play all the time, they're like, I'm max level now as of like a few weeks ago. It's like you stop getting free packs um, at a certain point. And and they did add some a while back and maybe they'll add some more in the future of some more levels that is. Um, But I feel like I still get packs. You get some. You'll get some in the battle pass, and you'll get some in maybe events. Um, oh, so like you'll get some I, every. Okay. What? For some reason, I thought they still did the thing where it was like you know because you still have your your XP bar that you can you play up. even yeah. though you're level five hundred. Yeah, I still thought they did the thing where you complete it, you get six hundred of those red things that no one cares about, and then if you complete it again, you get a pack. And then if you complete it again, it goes back to the red. And then, so like once every two full bar completions, oh, you no, get dude. back, I thought. No, no, no. no is no, that no. still not a thing? It, it, it throttles um, exponentially. Yeah, from like level one to 100, you get one every level. From 100 to 200, it's like once every two levels, two to three yeah, every yeah. three levels. So like by, um, you know, between the levels of 400 to 500, you only get 20 packs because you get one every five levels. 
that um, and then after that you don't get any more um you, you stop ah. getting them for free so you'll get some with the battle pass which you've, you've now finished so you won't be getting any more um and like oh, i said okay. yeah like the, the free event pack you know free pack uh, events you get maybe yeah. they even give you like two or three don't they across the whole thing Something so they throttle like that, yeah. it um but it's just like if they if they literally just copy pasted the rainbow six siege thing on it i would be dead happy with oh, that yeah just like, like just, just spin me one that now yeah exactly yeah, like if you so get a easy. win it, you yeah. get a more percent or like you know the higher you place just do it on the rank point system literally just take the rank point system you know in a in a casual game if you've got like plus 70 that can be plus seven percent you know and then just do it like that yeah, and, and even if they're afraid of, you know, that being too much and people getting too many packs so they won't want to dip into their wallet and buy some or or anything like that, I think you just make it small percentages. Like, I'd take even small percentages, like, fucking, like, I don't know, like, 1% or 2% for, for, for grabbing a win. But, you know, that eventually builds up throughout the day. We have four or five wins. We've got a 10% chance to hit a pack by... Yeah. Um, by the day or something like that so you could you could make it like really really small um even if you're afraid of giving away too much but yeah that would be really cool to just be like oh we got a win and then it just yeah it just rolls us a chance to get a pack yeah or if we don't get a pack it's just like well we've banked two percent maybe next win we'll hit a pack or something like that um that's actually a really really cool idea like i'm thinking yeah. about it and i'm i'm thinking why why is that not a thing i've always um, loved that system the siege run yeah so good yeah it is very good yeah it's yeah. It's, it's one of the things i actually forgot about from siege but now you bring it up yeah it's it's amazing it's very good yeah so um for sure it's uh yeah yeah that's it's just um interesting how how that all kind of works and like yeah i mean hopefully we see more um more games sort of adopt things like that like if you are gonna have if you are gonna like make an evolving game or a long supported game like i think most people understand and appreciate that it needs to be supported you know through money (laughs) the game everything can't be free but at the same time you know Mm -hmm. allowing players to have an avenue or a path to getting free stuff is is really good and I've, i've always felt that tying that to like performance at least a little bit um it's going to give people a lot more of a drive to keep going, you know, to, to yeah. more of it. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I completely agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would definitely make me play Apex a lot more, especially since, like you said, we've hit, um, we've hit max level, and uh, I still don't have those those heirloom shards, which you you know, which are really rare for anyone that doesn't play Apex. They give mm. you like a special thing um, for, for for your characters, um, a, a set amount of characters. But yeah. I still haven't got that. So like that sort of thing coming into play for, for, for someone like me is perfect because yeah, I still haven't got that. And uh, that kind of blows. I feel like yeah. I kind of have to buy my way there now, yeah. Um, yeah. which Absolutely. kind of is a bit of a joke, uh, especially as I've just had the reality check that um, I'm not getting packs anymore. Yeah, so if I actually, more, yeah. if I actually do want, my my shards these things that i actually do have to dip into my wallet now or wait for the next battle pass which is still a good month or two away probably you still gonna dip into your wallet for it don't you yeah you still well i have i have the credits you know you get enough credits to buy another battle pass with that battle pass right. don't you yeah so you do but it's kind of yeah there'll be another event coming up like in the exactly. next few weeks so yeah yeah i think they have got a lot but yeah anyway enough on that but yeah that's that that is a really cool incentive for sure um i would absolutely love for them to bring that um and for more games to adopt that that'd be amazing 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, there was, again, another one of the, you know, I said before that we'll go over a few little bits and we're on that for like 15 minutes. But um, <laughs> supposedly Battlefield 6 might be uh, revealed in May, according to insider Jeffrey Grubb. Um, Battlefield 6, does the idea of Battlefield 6 do anything for you? Not really. No, I haven't played a battle. We, we were talking about this last week as well, that we're not really big into Battlefield or COD um, anymore. I mean, we, we were always COD boys back in the back in our younger days, back mm. in our young twitchy days. <laughs> um, we were never huge on Battlefield anyway. But yeah, I think the last one we played was Battlefield 1. Um, and I still don't think we bought it. I just think we played a lot of the beta. Um, and we did enjoy that beta, but it still wasn't enough to push us over in and to buy it. I don't think. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we bought it. No, um, I don't think I don't think we bought it. Um, but but yeah, so it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. But I don't know how it's going to tie into EA Play and Games Pass and stuff yeah. like that. It, so, it won't launch into it. Well, I know, guess I can't say that definitively, but I, I don't think yeah. it will. So if it comes there, you know, if it's got a cool theme to it, I, I have no idea what the theme is for Battlefield 6. Like, they've never really gone future or anything like that for Battlefield. It's always been quite boots on the ground. And, yeah. yeah, modern or just present time or past. They did um, have one, didn't they? They did have one a while back. It was called like Battlefield like 2077. <laughs> I can't remember the year, but it, <laughs> there was one a while back. Uh, but... Yeah, they haven't done one in recent years or like on the same scale of like a mainline Battlefield game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, d- depending on what the, the premise is and what timeline they go for or whatever, it might interest me. Um, Battlefield has always been a pretty cool game to me. You know, the ones I have played, they have great game mechanics and fantastic graphics and stuff like that. So, um, mm. and it's cool, like, you can get nice big squads if your mates do. It's not. It's not so much. You're 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 limited to three, like with Apex or something like that. You can you can expand more. We can play with more of our friends and have an actual squad. And the roles are cool, like medic support, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Battlefield is cool. I I, I would in, enjoy it um, for sure, but I wouldn't enjoy it to the extent of spending especially with the increase on price and next-gen games. I wouldn't spend 65 or 69 quid on it, I don't yeah. think. Um, but yeah, cool. Let's, let's, it, in my eyes, let's see how it ties in with EA Play and Games Pass, and we'll go from there, really. But... Mm. I think, it, like, if nothing else for me, I'm always interested. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not really... I mean, I'm kind of a never-say-never kind of guy, but... I'm always interested in how Battlefield games look, like, if just for the tech... Because I think they always kind of give you an idea of like what the bar is going to be for the next 10 years of like in terms of like destructibility and things like that. Oh, know? they're insane. I remember yeah. seeing Battlefield 3, you know, back in the day where they showed like the skyscrapers falling down and things like that. I don't know how much amazing. of that ever came to fruition. You know, I'm pretty sure it, it did all play out. But like, you know, a lot of that, it always, you know, the stuff they do in their engine, what is it, Frostbite engine, isn't it? Um Mm-hmm. is is crazy and it you know i don't know if this is going to be a cross-gen game or just a next-gen game but if it is next-gen only which i really don't think it will be there it, it will give you an an idea of what some games are going to be capable of doing for the you know the next gen yeah it'll be really interesting exciting. to follow just for for the tech spec of things yeah exactly um for sure um and yeah B- battlefield is always very much um pushed the um the boundaries for, for for like tech when it comes to like fps and stuff like that 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was Battlefield 3. It might have been 4. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, those games are quite old now and, you know, they were built on those old consoles. But yeah, I remember like being at the top of skyscrapers and stuff like that and, you know, just having fights and then that skyscraper just starts collapsing. You have to leap off and parachute down and stuff like that. And this whole building's falling. Mm-hmm. And um, that was fucking cool. And I think if I even went on that now, I would still think that's fucking cool because I don't think a game really does that even now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But apart from Crackdown 3. Apart from Crackdown 3, yeah. Um, which was just an absolute joy. It didn't, wasn't Crackdown 3, the, it was trash in the end wasn't it i thought they promised a lot more than what was actually delivered with disruptability oh yeah yeah like um yeah the, the thing is it, it was it, i mean not really the thing is they i mean clearly the whole thing was in development hell so they they really like quietly so they said like yeah originally oh there's going to be all this disruptability and they showed off like the cloud tech demos and everything and then they quietly yeah. announced like a bit later it's like by the way this is only going to be in multiplayer modes because we're only going to have the cloud in multiplayer modes like there's no cloud in single player um and I don't know if it was like originally the intent to like have the single player game running with the destructibility like how would that work you know if you destroy the city would it like rebuild itself like so I think there was like the idea for like that could have possibly happened but it never came to fruition so they ended up just keeping the single player game, you know, obviously not running on the cloud and therefore not having destructibility and just being in the multiplayer mode. And in the multiplayer mode, it, it like did work, but it wasn't anywhere near as impressive as how it looked in the, in the cloud demo. So I think it was, yeah. it was less that. Destroyed if, your if, frames more than the buildings. Well, yeah. It, well, <laughs> if, if what they had in the multiplayer mode was in the single player mode, I don't think anybody would have been mad because who the fuck, who the fuck even wanted a multiplayer mode in Crackdown. I hated multiplayer in Crackdown too. I hated it. Was it. Shit. It, was it was just awful. lock on as well. It was just you just locked on and just jumped around holding down the fire button. Yeah, that was so, all it was. So as soon as they announced multiplayer in Crackdown three, I was like, oh, "Fucking why? Why are you yeah. doing this to me? Why do you hate me?" Um, yeah, if you're going to do multiplayer for for a game like that, you should just do it like Halo three custom game style. Just just let just let your players create stuff and fuck around. Yeah. Or just let them blow up stuff, um, you know, and yeah, just create their own games. You know, like mess around with the, with the, um, with the settings and make your character super quick or jump crazy high and just, just let, yeah, let them yeah, screw yeah. around. You don't need a PvP cool, TDM. Yeah, like you should have just taken a Halo Three or a Halo custom game sort of approach to things. Uh, maybe even like a mini little forge, like. You can go in and reset a building that you just blew up or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um, that was the route they should have gone down. Just a more fun route. Yet no one wanted a TDM in Crackdown. I like fucking nobody. Like it's so annoying. It's just so infuriating that that's like to think about like that. That's where a lot of the resources went. So much time must have gone on that. Like, like it's just it's just infuriating because Crackdown is it's really cool, but it's just like and like the idea of like having a destructibility in Crackdown. Mm, like perfect fit like excellent but like you know like i said it's for whatever reason somewhere along the line they decided we can't get this to work or like we haven't i don't know if it was ever the plan to have it in the single player game but like in my head Mm. before like that was the deal you know you could play you know in the city with your friends you could just like detonate parts of the city again like i don't know this would be really 
difficult and complicated to design around like you know if you had like a gang hide out to storm and you could just detonate the whole building like how the fuck does that even work like so this would be genuinely yes. very difficult but the game is in development for the best part of a decade <laughs> so like it yeah. it was um you know i just feel like it could have been done but at some point they decided oh you know the the technology they put into the cloud tech demo so we might as well use it somewhere let's make a multiplayer yeah. mode oh good yeah yeah exactly um i feel like it was a case of they uh they 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 showed off maybe a bit too early yeah and then people were like i really like that and they were like backed into a corner where like oh i guess you have to put it in somehow yeah. um i think and then they just they just came up with this half-baked idea probably while they were half-baked um <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah it just god crack crackdown 3 was a was a, a bit of disappointment especially as someone a huge fan of uh the series uh, i fucking loved crackdown 2 yeah. and and i would say 80 percent of my time in crackdown 2 was spent fucking around with you it was not spent playing the game seriously. And I think they, they needed to just, I'm sure that was the same with a lot of players. They needed to just take that on board and just be like, let's just make our game fucking fun. And yeah. they're like, what about this? You know, it's just like, who cares? Just make a game with no rules. Like, yeah, I, I genuinely think that's what you need to do. Um, yeah. Just make a game with no rules. Um, it's always the best part. Of yeah. it's just the, the sandbox element um yeah 100 percent. yeah and i mean like the thing is like crackdown 3 still had that and that's the thing like when i think about my time with crackdown 3 i still had a good time but like i'm not like i'm not gonna beat around the bush like it was buggy there were bits which were clearly unfinished <laughs> like yeah. the story was fucking bizarre yeah <laughs> um uh yeah so you know it's whatever but like you know overall it you know it was cracked down it had the whole agility orb stuff which for some reason nobody else has like tried to replicate the whole orb thing because like that still felt really good um but like the whole to be honest the whole game still felt quite outdated and i don't mean that like like that is in a good way like it was it, it just i just felt like the whole thing needed a rework from the ground up rather than trying to like emulate what crackdown one and two were good at because those games are like 15 years old now you know so okay. it's like it just it just needed to like keep the universe keep like the philosophies of like sandbox in a city you know super agent like uh evolving over time getting orbs and just like like you know evolve the engine and just go from there you know in my head mm-hmm. when they announced it it was going to play something like what mass effect andromeda played like i never played mass effect andromeda but i saw how it looked and it was kind of that like zoomed out like over the third person like kind of shooter hyper mobile um, I guess not maybe hyper mobile, but more mobile. Um, that's yes. kind of in my head how I thought it would look, you know, like more realistic kind of um, style, maybe. Still with the self but yeah. I never felt crazy overpowered in Crackdown, um, and I think that that's one of its one of its major issues was the fact that yeah, I never felt like a god even when I was fully evolved. Um, and they, they subbed out a lot of the stuff for just weird things. Like I know agility orbs and the way they did agility in Crackdown Three was as you leveled up, you you gained like extra jumps. So you, as you leveled up your mm. agility, you could like jump, then jump again, then jump again, then jump again. But in Crackdown 2, when you leveled up your agility, you it just allowed you to do one fat off. <laughs> like you could just you could just leap a building. There was none of this double, triple jump shit. And I think that was way cooler. 
yeah. to just leap a building in one than to just hop around like a bunny. Yeah, I agree. Like, your jumps still felt quite human, but you just had, like, six More of them. More of them, yeah. Yeah, you just had, like, six of them. And I think, like, why? Just let me leap the fucking building in one. That was badass. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, these, um, yeah, yeah Crackdown 3 was okay at best. That's our random Crackdown 3. Yeah. Maybe we'll we keep, see crackdown these four. small topics. We're just going. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what happens when we don't uh, have as much. Where uh, don't have as much news. We'll just write yeah. about several things at a time. Anyway, yeah. let's move on before we keep going and get lost in this. Yeah. Um, the next because the next thing is quite big, and that is of course that um, Microsoft is in talks to acquire Discord. Whatever the fuck's going on here? I mean, I I do I know we've joked joked about it a few times now about <laughs> wallet being open and you know Phil having Satya's card. Um, it's going in, dude. This seems a bit mental. I mean, to be fair, this does seem like more of a Microsoft purchase than an Xbox purchase. Mm-hmm. If, if it's something that's going to happen, yeah, yeah, uh, it makes sense as well because they're they're branching much more into this PC, just blending in with console sort of thing. And owning Discord makes a lot of sense because you could you could talk with your your PC buds um, mm. playing on console. You just talk through Discord, or they would yeah. integrate it somehow into the Xbox network <laughs> UI, mm. um, uh, or something like that. Because right now, we if we had a mate on PC, we wouldn't be able to talk to him. We'd be able to play with him, sure. But we wouldn't be able to talk to him unless there, there was like an in-game chat. Yeah. So them acquiring this makes complete sense because, yeah, they're trying to go more into that territory of just blending the two together and making it just one community sort of thing. Um, and Discord is like the biggest, the biggest one for that. Like It's massive. Yeah. Everyone uses Discord. Um, so, but yeah. It's 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 probably something like because it's something which is it's probably a Microsoft purchase rather than an Xbox One. It's it's not anything that they would probably lock to the ecosystem to the Xbox network, like you say, because I think this is something that they would buy because they see genuinely a lot of value in it and like having. And this is one of those things which is I guess is really heartwarming. I think and this sounds really pathetic. It's like I'm not kissing the boot of a, of like a Microsoft as a corporation, but I think it's quite good that. And it hasn't even happened yet, you know, it's entirely hypothetical. But like I in my head, the idea is they buy it because, like you've said, because it only makes sense. If they're being really strong advocates for cross platform play and Discord is the big cross platform, you know, communication um, tool. Communication. Yeah, exactly. Like that they're gonna use that and put that in place and try and integrate it. Like then I really don't see a world where they buy this and then they say, Right, well, Discord is gonna be exclusive to xbox and pc like i don't think they, they're gonna say you know we'll, we'll slap this on playstation as well because i don't see the benefit to them doing that you know like i think that this is something they would acquire because they see a lot of genuine value like financially mm-hmm. in the long run but also a lot of value in the industry like this it kind of pushes that cross-platform aspect and that's is that is good for them like the more yeah. people they have on more devices the better because they have the biggest um foothold in terms of devices, like people forget that. Like if, if, if Xbox is now Xbox and PC, that means Xbox has the biggest user base. That's more than all mm-hmm. the PlayStations combined out there. So it's all, all yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be silly to lock it just to Xbox and just be like, yeah, you have to have a Microsoft account to use this service. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. at the end of the day, just having users on the service and, and using your tool is, giving you financial gain it's you know you want to keep it as open source as possible but you can just manipulate it to work better for your platforms as well without locking it on everything else you could be like we're going to buy this because everyone uses it and it's just a giant 
in the industry mm. and we can also use it to help our, our xbox um console players communicate with pc players you know we can create this feature and stuff like that but yeah that they, they shouldn't lock it and i don't think they'll lock it um but it's just a very smart purchase it's just yeah mm. i mean bethesda are probably a bit upset <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like you, you paid a 2.5 billion more than you paid us yeah that's it's it. weird how that We're works leaving. yeah it's, it's crazy that's like seven or eight i don't understand how, like how so many ips it's yeah. worth more than bethesda like in my art it doesn't i mean yeah, i guess it is but it just the doesn't make is, sense to me yeah the thing is we just don't know like because I, with a lot of these deals my understanding is that there's more that goes on other than just money you know like so mm-hmm. when we're talking about like bethesda for example microsoft buying bethesda isn't just a one-way like Bethesda get quite a lot out of being part of Xbox. So that's part of the negotiation. You get access to our tools here. You get access to our team. Yeah. So that's like yeah. part of that. That probably drives the price down a little bit. Whereas for discord, who fucking knows? Yeah. No idea. Um, but like I did, you did make an interesting point there. Like you said something about um, Microsoft accounts and you said that you don't think that they would lock, but like, it would be interesting if they, if they you kind of like how they do with Minecraft like you have to log in through like a Microsoft account. Like you have access to it on all platforms, but if anybody wants to use Discord, they have to have a Microsoft account, which puts them one step closer to being in the ecosystem. <laughs> one step closer to being on Games Pass. That'd be interesting. I don't think I don't think they'll do that because there are other communication tools out there. There's plenty. I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of any, but I, I know there's plenty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that They won't want to risk that. They won't want to force people to do something different. Um, I mean, just, mm. just look how gamers revolted in the sense of um, uh, PC gamers and, you know, using Steam and... The what, Windows Store. Yeah, no, well, no, no, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say Steam and uh, Origin and stuff like that you know origin is like another launcher that you use yeah um to boot up games um people people hated it but it's all people of them, are yeah. like i don't want to use origin i'll just make it available through store. steam yeah yeah and the epic store as well and it's just like but it's just a launcher bro like it's not yeah. it's not doing anything else like there's there's nothing different like it's not impacting your gameplay or how how your game runs or how it boots up or how you communicate with your friends but they still hate it. They're like, why should I have to click on a different icon? <laughs> it's just like, well, I can't you know, stand so this. It's a really delicate, it's a really <laughs> delicate procedure. And I don't think, I think they'll have the option to be like, sign in with Microsoft or just create an account with your email. You know, I think they'll have both options. Um, mm. You know, just like I said, to just sort of help there to, um, their PC and Xbox community just blend together a bit more using that tool. But then I do think they're going to keep it relatively the same. Um, it's very delicate. Gamers are, gamers are crazy, man. They, they, they look for anything to just pour petrol on and just oh, yeah. see what happens. I, I, I really, I do need someone on PC to explain to me, like what is the big fucking deal about using another launcher? Because it's crazy I, to think that like when we speak about exclusivity, like as console gamers, like people are less upset about having to buy another console than PC users are about having to use another launcher. Like it's crazy. Like they, you know, they <laughs> I don't mental. They're like, you know, and then it's weird, but you know, because like the windows store was a, was a whole nother thing. Cause people, when, when they started doing, when Xbox started doing the whole Xbox PC cross play cross buy, 
etc etc and they started put and you know people were just like i fucking hate this window store i'm never going to use it again you know it's the worst and you know like fair enough if like it's buggy here and there but i i i use steam i don't like steam has everything on it i don't like the interface very much it's not nice like i don't think it looks nice i don't think it's easy to navigate yeah. you know but whatever I, I know they do a lot of deals on you know whatever so i guess it's just i guess it's just like this cultural thing and um yeah, become a bit of a titan, but yeah, it's I I would need someone to explain to me like like what actually is it that drives you insane about about using another launcher? Like, what is it? Like, help me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it would be nice to know. I mean, like g- generally, I know we don't have too many viewers at the moment. But if anyone does play PC, um, feel free to answer that question um, <laughs> yeah. below, or just just let let us know because. I don't see the I don't see the fucking problem with it. Like I don't care that I have to close Steam and open up Origin to to play something, and then when I'm done with that, I open up Steam to play something else. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's a slight inconvenience, great, but like, I'm not gonna just kick off and be like, I'm not buying your game because I don't want to use that launcher. Like yeah. people genuinely do that. Like, it's just I, I don't understand it. To me. Yeah, and it, it's it, been it this really sense. funny effect as well because of like, I mean, this is uh, I try not to go too much off topic, but like with like a- exclusivity being a bit of a hot word over the last ten years, over the last generation or whatever, especially in the console space, but still a bit in the PC space. It since the Epic Store has, you know, got on balls and decided to start locking content and buying content to its platform, PC users have finally gone to have like if, if there are pc users out there that don't also own a console like finally experience the pain that we experience when a, a cool looking game is locked to another platform except the difference is you have to click two buttons you have to in- click yeah. install and then you have to click open and like a lot of these times epic are even giving these games out for free and like so when you go on like reddit threads and everything maybe a bit less so now but it's when they first started doing it, everybody was like oh god like oh i've got to open epic and install this free game oh it's so hard to be me and it's like oh this is a first world problem like it's it's like it's just so peculiar i mean i don't know if it's just because like this idea of exclusivity maybe isn't something that the PC crowd are used to, whereas we're very much accustomed to it on console. Yeah. So like having to use something you don't want to use to play something you want to play is, um, is kind of foreign to, to that, yeah. that crowd, maybe. I mean, there, I know there is like the launcher is, there are like stability issues with launchers as well like yeah, if your yeah, launcher yeah. crashes your game crashes sort of thing so there might be a case of i don't know the tech specs behind it but yeah maybe origin crashes more than steam maybe steam is a more reliable launcher maybe it's something like that um but i don't i, I don't think it is I, I i just think it comes down to the the inconvenience of it and just gamers being gamers yeah. Like I, I really, I really can't see like Origin crashing eighty percent more than Steam on average. Like I would, I would find that very weird and mm. probably not true. But yeah, I don't know enough about it um, to to give an honest answer on it. But I just, I just find it weird. But yeah, no, it is. Um, weird. But yeah, so that, that I mean, back on the Discord, yeah, topic. That's why I think that I. I don't think it would be smart for for Microsoft to do um, anything with Discord in that regard. It's it's very delicate. You, you you're walking on cracked glass like all the time. 
yeah um just keep it as it is and just tailor it to to your platform uh it having more features for your platform but yeah, everyone people, else can just use it as they are as well people have like jokingly said like <clears throat> get nitro as as part of games pass I, yeah. I don't know what nitro does but yeah i mean either it's uh, the premium um discord service isn't it oh, okay um yeah um cool yeah so that's that that's yeah. discord um we'll see what happens with that um i think there was some recent insiders who are saying that they're fairly confident that it that, that it's going to be going through with microsoft so we will see yeah um all righty oh um so sorry my uh, pc just um shout at me then so i just wanted to give you a like a, a weekly check-in on starfield news because it seems to have become a bit of a, a running topic here um uh because i am <laughs> really really wanting it to come out this year um yeah. so a couple more insiders have like you know kept adding to the conversation and and it seems to be a lot of like the chatter has settled on maybe for this year so it's okay. it's it, the target is for this year but nobody is sure or like entirely confident that it will make this year so by the sounds okay. of it you... if if there is one game that they're going to have to push out of this year it's going to be Starfield like they I think they'd rather keep Halo Infinite like you know if if the two end up being like so tight on each other's feet that they have to push one out I think they'll just push Starfield out because Starfield hasn't even been like we have had not had a release date yet whereas Halo's obviously had a, a big delay so yeah 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 for sure um yeah no it'd be, it'd be really cool to um to see it this year for sure yeah it's definitely one that i'm uh i'm keeping an eye on and i would definitely play as well so games uh, yeah yeah exactly fingers crossed for uh for for 2021 yeah we'll be uh back um, next week with um your weekly dose of uh, starfield <laughs> speculation yeah. this is just a starfield podcast yeah um basically now there was we did touch earlier on um, the, the, the whole thing with um, Xbox Live doubling and the renaming of Xbox or Xbox Network doubling <laughs> Xbox Live yeah. Xbox Network, um, and as part of the thing that they did for that, as part of the apology or peace offering, I guess, was that they said they were going to be removing um, the barrier of Xbox Live Gold for free to play games and for parties for. Um, people without Xbox Live Gold, um, and that's something that's gone live on a, in some insider builds this week. Um, so that's going to be imminent. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So basically, you'd be able to uh, just just chat with people, be in parties with people um, without needing the um, the paid subscription. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so you, you, yeah yeah the the th- yeah obviously like, Xbox was really behind on this like for. Um, do you know what? I don't know about parties, but for free-to-play games, yeah, you couldn't play free-to-play games unless you had a Xbox Live Gold subscription, which is really, really dumb. Like, you're already paying yeah. for Wi-Fi. Like, it's ridiculous to then be, like, arbitrarily locked out because you're not paying yeah. for another service. Like, it, it's, it's silly. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, that's that's very cool. Um, I do think, yeah, they were probably just behind a bit in, in the times uh, on that regard. Um so it's nice that they're finally uh, actually catching up and, and offering the consumer this. Well, I say offering, you know, just mm. the, the consumer should have it anyway. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there's, that's nothing but positives. Um, mm. So, yeah, good. Very yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. And I'm glad we finally got there. Um, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good for everyone out there who um, who isn't on Xbox Live Gold or is, I mean, especially with like the flurry of free to play games um, at the moment, you know, it's, it's very trendy at the moment. So um, it's it's useful. It's really, really useful. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, I did want to just sort of touch on it as well um, on the note of, of dead oh, games like Crackdown no. 3. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, I, my sweet summer child, um, Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge released one year ago, um, which might be shocking. <laughs> it is a bit shocking. Because obviously, you know, like uh, a month or two ago, it got announced that it's no longer going to be getting any more updates. And this was another game. I meant to bring this up earlier. Actually, This was a game that Microsoft just sent out to die. Um, I know they kind of mm-hmm. marketed it as kind of like, you know, a passion project. You know, they've been working on it for five, six years or whatever. Um, but, you know, they, they gave it a platform at E3. Was it E3 or Video Game Awards or something like that? And then we just never heard from it again. Like, there was no mm-hmm. marketing, just dead silence. Um, and I think I think this launched... Yeah, this would have launched straight into Games Pass. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, so... It's it's the one year anniversary of Bleeding Edge, and they even posted something on Twitter. They you know they said one year anniversary. Um, but yeah, Bleeding Edge, rest in peace. It's a shame. It's a shame. It was a cool game in concept, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't play well in concept. No. It was annoying. It just kind of felt like a bit of a chase around game. Um, yeah. It was so close. You know, <laughs> I, I really think it was so close. Um, yeah, some parts of it I did enjoy. Um, no, I, I really did, but it was just there was just not enough, and it was it was just a bit. I don't know. I can't quite explain it, but the the, mm. the combat was just a bit weird, and the servers also weren't good enough either. It was pretty laggy. Unlaunch, yeah, they really were. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty unstable. Um, but yeah, it is it it's a real shame. Um, I, I, I genuinely think with more attention and more updates, balance changes and extra characters, I do think you, you could have had a bit of a turnaround situation on it, but you know, they just decided it, it probably wasn't worth the risk or worth the investment um, because they, they had a decent foundation there. Um, yeah. Like, like definitely, but yeah, it just didn't quite hit the mark. Yeah, it is weird. I because I do think I don't know. Like I don't think like the I don't think I don't feel that the game launched content bare or anything. I don't really feel like that was the issue. I do just feel like the game was missing a couple of things, like in the concept, like in the concept phase or the design phase that that maybe they just thought would have been fine. Like you know, a lot of people when the game like got revealed or like had its demo or whatever, a lot of people played it and were like, oh, like. You know, the skill ceiling isn't high enough. I remember at the time, like, uh, I think I do have to take an L on this because at the time I was like, you know, not really, you know, with these team sort of MOBA games, because obviously, you know, for those who don't know, it, it, it's, uh, it's like a brawler. Um, you've got like your abilities, you know, you've got your heavy attacks, you've got a block, a dash. Um, there's no like aiming really. You have like a lock on and there are some characters which are ranged, but you don't aim. Again, it's lock on and it's like ability based. You've got dashes and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and a lot of people said after this demo, oh, you know, this um, the skill ceiling isn't high enough. And I remember thinking, that's such a load of shit because half the game is positioning. 
like if you've ever played a competitive and and i do stand by that you know like something like smite something like apex half the game is knowing where to be like before you're even shooting you're dead if you're in the wrong place um yeah so like i didn't really buy that that's that that wasn't the thing that would keep people involved and i don't it's, it's hard to sort of like put the knife on like specifically what part stopped people enjoying it because i don't necessarily think like it, it was a bit stuttery at launch and there were some technical issues here and there but ultimately i don't think that's what killed it i think what stopped people coming back is that they felt that their time investment wasn't seeing like any improvements like there, there wasn't really much of a progression system to start with but um they did have like the cool mod system which i did kind of like but yeah it's yeah. kind of this you know there wasn't like you know the, the space for development there really wasn't that much of it because when you got into these close quarters like brawling um like fights it just felt very chaotic and not in a good way like you couldn't control a lot of the combat like yeah you could block yeah, yeah you could dash but if there were two people on you you were kind of fucked like yeah you're always dead yeah yeah and there were situations where like i know that like when two or more people wanted to kill me and i was just like okay well obviously i need to take down like the healer first or something and the other guy just kept get, getting in my face all the time and i felt like i i was like locking onto the wrong person and attacking the wrong person yeah. and stuff like that and it just felt a bit jank and it's like when you've got it in your mind where you need to you know solely go after a different person and you're trying to lock on and use the game the only way to actually shoot and hit people is a lock-on, especially with range characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and your lock-on is like auto-sucking onto the wrong person and stuff like that. It's just, it's it's frustrating and it just yeah. doesn't really work. Well, this, um, is, this is what I mean. Like, it just feels like there was something that was, you know, something just went wrong in the design phase where they just, like by the time it all came together, it just, some of it just wasn't, meshing you know like you said like in, in a weird way some of these fights were too fast and that sounds weird because if you actually watch the game play it feels quite slow like you know the character mm. running animations are quite slow because i think they wanted to take the pace out of combat so it felt quite deliberate like like the attacking was all you know quite um like well paced you know like you if you were mashing x you know the attacks would be like one two three so yeah. that you had like a time to like dash away or parry or block if you needed to but you know, parry was added to something that was added like after the demo. So that wasn't even thought of, you know, and they were just, and this is what makes me think of like, how would you even do like a multiplayer, like brawler like that? And this is kind of what made me think of like for honor again, because that game is like really slow. Like, you know, at some point in the development, they were like to do this, we need to like make it, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, like slug like <laughs> because you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's so so word. yeah exactly and you i know you can do like two of your ones in that as well but it's like quite rare and you know if you think about the way it works like every move has like a like a defense and a parry and, and this sort of thing and the the, mm-hmm. the way that bleeding edge ended up coming out by the time it came together it's just it was hard to have any control over what you wanted to happen it's just a bit too quick and chaotic unfortunately Yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, I just I it just didn't come together um, as well as I would have liked it to, unfortunately. Hmm. Have we? Uh, have I lost you there? Are you still there? Oh, might have to hang five while he reconnects. Bear with me. 
Uh, cool. I think we're back, everyone. Sorry, we had a bit of um, technical problems there. Yeah, my headset shat itself. So while he was talking about Bleeding Edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the general consensus is yeah, that game was definitely uh, just missing something. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think they, they if they just scrapped like the lock-on system and uh, I don't know, just made it a bit more, maybe a bit more like top-down, like look down on the characters, zoom out a bit more and have it so close in um and just have sort of like free aim you know just have like a cursor in the middle of your screen or something like that you could just free aim with and shoot with uh and then you had lock on for you know like your healing abilities or targeting your teammates specifically i think actually that might have been better for the game Mm. uh i actually think the, the the lock on was just a bit it was just a bit not needed um it was just it was just that helping hand that i think one took away from that skill ceiling that we were talking about um you know it's 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 almost like they probably play tested it without it and they were like yeah this is cool but then they were just like you know it's not really great for um the casual gamer maybe and maybe they added the lock-on system more for the casual gamer yeah um but yeah i I don't really have a problem with the lock-on to be honest um yeah like for me like i said it's just that like you when fights broke, like especially team fights, you know, if you compare team fights in like really any other competitive game, I mean, our frame of reference for those who don't know, we have an absurd amount of game time on Smite, um, which is a MOBA, um, and we've obviously played that on Xbox, and and you know, team fights on that are very deliberate, and they're not like you always have a, a fair degree of control over what what, what is happening. And the thing is with Bleeding Edge, the way, because it's a brawler, when people are attacking you they like lock onto you and you can dash to break that lock but if a couple of people are doing that like and you can get knocked around and like you'd want to attack back or try and use an ability like once you start throwing that all in the mix you just like it's hard to know what is even going on or like what is even the right move um it's almost it's almost like they needed like consumables and items similar to smite you 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 know like i know a lot of people probably don't play smite but like there's like an item you can get that is just it just like nullifies all effects like a a character can do on you like if a character were to stun you or lock you in place or knock you up or root you or do anything that immobilizes your character if you activated this item it just completely just negates all of that and allows you to escape it's almost yeah. like they needed that to be in the game as well and just have that on like a cooldown. So if you were rushed down by two or three people, you could use this item on a cooldown, just GTFO, and then uh, and then just regroup maybe. But yeah, the chase down was just too severe in that game. Like if, if like I was the healer in a lot of scenarios, if they wanted me dead, I was dead all the time they chased me down to the ends of the earth i physically could not get away and it was just frustrating yeah like it was just if they had it in their minds if more than one player had it in their mind that they wanted me dead um i was always dead there was no outplay potential there um and yeah it just created a frustrating gaming experience um but yeah 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 it's um yeah it was like it was and the thing is it 
generally played like quite well like in the absence of like those yeah. team fights um like the music the soundtrack was good you know the, the style it like popped a lot it was like the animations were really smooth the characters were really varied and interesting i know some people yeah. like had mini seizures when they showed some of the character designs i don't personally get it but i, I think yeah, people have they're like, a bit out there some of them yeah they people have like great. developed an aversion to like uh i want to say like yeah colorful and like wacky designs I, yeah. I don't know why. So people only want like dark fantasy designs, like just yeah, they want their big repeated... titty anime girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like repeated fucking um, oh, what's he called Reaper? It's just like Reaper and Thanatos. It's just all of like you know black hoods, skulls on their face. It's just like yeah. oh god. Or like just like a super tight costume on a female medic <laughs> healing <Yeah>. character. That's <laughs> exactly. what they want. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever I, I, go on I a body totally pillow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, rest in peace, Bleeding Edge. I mean, I like um, yeah. the team behind that. It's like, you know, it was um, obviously Ninja Theories, uh, one of Ninja Theories' other teams, and they're doing um, Hellblade. Um, I hope they get a chance to do another multiplayer game down the road because I, I, there is a space on the market for a, like a brawler. You know, the, the only, literally the only one I can think of a multiplayer brawler is For Honor. There isn't really anything like it. Um, I just think it just, there needed to be more thought into mm-hmm. how these team fights were going to work so that it doesn't feel as as sort of um loose and out, out of control yeah you know people use the word mashy you know so whatever yeah yeah for sure but that's that's bleeding edge um okay um so we had um a couple of controllers announced that uh this week um there was one uh electric vault which is kind of uh vomit green <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I I like that kind of green, personally. Mm. But yeah, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I quite like it. Uh, and then the there's... black buttons are cool. Yeah, the black buttons are cool, to be fair. Um, and then there's Daystrike camo, which is kind of like this red and black, like urban camo, I guess. It's like splodgy. Red tiger. Patchy, yeah, maybe. headshots. Red tiger, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> um, I don't know, have any of these like uh, special edition controllers ever done anything for you? Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. not really. I mean, there's. I I did buy that uh, the white like Luna controller, um, which oh, yeah. was like a standard Xbox One, um, and then I also bought a white Elite controller. I I, I quite like. I like the idea of a, a, an alternate color separate from from just the standard black, um, but no, I just just let me just let me have these for an Elite. That's what I want. Like, labs. These are cool. <laughs> But I would never buy a standard controller for more money than a standard controller, uh, just because it looks different. Mm. Like, but I would spend more money on an elite controller that looks different. Like, you, you know what I mean? If that yeah, green, if that green controller was on like an elite V2, for example, that would nice vomit green we were talking about. Uh, I yeah. would probably buy that. But yeah, no, they. They don't interest me, but I know a lot of people like it. I know a lot of people only use standard controllers. I know a lot of people are controller collectors, um, and they like to just have all of these and just put them on their shelves and just like, which one am I going to use today? Or some of them they'd never even use anyway. But yeah, um, well, I mean, clearly some people are buying them, right? Because they're, they're they're always bringing out new special editions. So. Yeah, they're always doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So I mean, I've got to say, like, yeah, like I'm kind of the same. I I, I love like the the design labs thing they did um, was amazing, and I've always said that I would drop a probably uh, unhealthy amount of money if they did like an, an elite um, design labs uh, thing. So you can only do them for st- standard controllers at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I did back in the day in the for the launch of Xbox One, I did get the Titanfall. Yeah, the the, the Titanfall uh, controller. Yeah, I remember um, that one. Yeah, it's yeah. like white and orange and black. That was pretty cool. I don't really know why. I think I because I wanted a second one um, to play yeah. with some people at the time. And the one that always... There was one that caught my eye that I really considered getting, but I ended up not getting for the same reason as that I always used my um, Elite controller and I would literally just be buying it to collect, in which case, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm becoming a hoarder. So decided against yeah. it, uh, which was the Sea of Thieves one. And I don't know if you remember it. It was like this purple like ghoulish purple like this cool like ethereal like green like goopy color like the yeah the d-pad was like gold like teeth i got it was it was really cool it was like a compass around it as well um, yeah, I do remember it was amazing one. it was such a cool controller um that's like one of the only ones where i've been like very very close to to buying yeah that, uh, that was definitely one of their better designs um yeah and they, they have had some some very cool designs that i'm just like i would totally buy that but it's just like, I'm also not going to buy it because it's just not practical. Um, but it's cool. like, uh, And I think there's loads of people out there that do buy them. So for those sort of people, I'm sure this is great news. Um, but no, I will not be buying the Vomit Green or Red ammo <laughs> controller. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, if I could customize my Elite, I would. But yeah, yeah. I'd be happy to drop quite, quite a bit of an extra price tag on it to customize my... Uh, an elite controller a little bit more but yeah. maybe something in the future yeah well i mean on the topic of sea of thieves um worth jumping into as well um they um sea of thieves got named uh for the baftas evolving game of 2021 um just a little thing to touch on congrats um the game continues to um continues to get awards for stuff actually it's um it's been quite the turnaround for for the old sea of thieves yeah yeah no it has been um i mean it's a game we always find ourselves coming back to um and even quite recently uh, i'm always quite reluctant to go on it because i do see it as this quite uh, i always see it in its beginning state for some reason whenever i think about it and i'm like that game's boring but then you do get me on it um and there is so much to do and um it's just, it, it's what you make of it as well. But there, there's plenty of content in there now. Uh, you can tell the, the studio clearly, the, the dev team behind it clearly loves that game. They they, they, they do have a passion for it. Um, and it, it shows with these content updates. They, they add loads of really cool, fun new things, even if it's just something really small and gimmicky. But they, they just want you to have it as, as the player, um, mm. uh, even if it's just something so small. And I think that just shows a lot of care um so yeah i think it's very rightful that it's been awarded um or not uh, nominated sorry mm-hmm. um for an evolving game of the year and it was actually one of the games i was talking about when we were referring talking to siege and stuff like yeah, that yeah. i i mentioned sea of thieves as being one of those games that has done very well in keeping it um updated and it, it whenever it gets an update it does shoot to the top of steam uh, as well yeah. um so it's clearly it clearly does have a user yeah. yeah it's got a, it's got a passionate user base that plays a lot 
comes off it a bit, but then always comes back. Um, I think that's that's perfectly fine. Um, and yeah. yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's a great game. I, think uh, just, I like Sea of Thieves. For clarity as well, it's you know, it, it was awarded. It wasn't just nominated. It did it did get the um, oh it did it did actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Win. it won the evolving game. Oh yeah. wow, fantastic. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's. I'm sure this won't be the last time we speak about Sea of Thieves, but yeah, it, it's one of those games. Um, you know, in terms of what it does for me, it's, um, it's you know very unique, but it works just fine as a game that I come back to play for a day or two and then leave. And I, I've like, I that's literally what I've been doing for like the last two years. Like, I played it quite a bit when it came out. Uh, I just, I just find it quite a relaxing game. Um, when you're not getting spawn killed and, and raided over and over again. Um, but. <laughs> Since then, yeah, like we just hop into it like what once every couple of months for a few nights, have a good time, and then we leave because, um, and you know, that's absolutely fine. It is just kind of fun to do that. Um, you know, there's a and that's you know, there's a reason though, you know, there was the whole discussion around when it came out around the game's progression system, and there's no like vertical progression, you know, you don't upgrade your snipers, it's just all cosmetic. Um, more headshot damage. More, <laughs> where is my digi threat four by ten times scope? Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah so it's and that's absolutely fine you know there's so much to do in it nowadays and i do i gotta admit every time i hear good news about sea of thieves i do just have a giant shit-eating grin on my face just because yeah everybody <laughs> everybody was like just wanted the game dead like everybody like hated this game when it came out yeah. and i was like there's no need for it man like i mean yeah sure like it launched a bit yeah. dry but like at the same time that's its model like its model was to release kind of as a blank slate and then build the game with the community, which is, you know, fine, you know, that, that deserves its own criticisms, whatever, but like to, to like try and predict the future and say, you know, this game's never going to be good. You know, it's never going to well, And like, you know, here we are, you know, years later, the game's still getting awards. It's still at the top of steam. Like, it's just, I do get like some trade and front. Like I get some sadistic enjoyment out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, and, uh, yeah, I always, I always like to see Sea of Thieves do well as well. Um, and, uh, it always had a, it always had a soft, soft spot in my heart. Um, you know, even when it first came out and it was a, a bit of an empty shell of a game, uh, we did play it a lot and we did enjoy it and we did criticize it a lot as well, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to see it evolve. Uh, and it's nice to see it do well, um, against all odds because it was just kind of pooped on even before release people were just like oh dead on arrival where's my banjo kazooie sequel um rare fuck you you know that sort of stuff so yeah yeah good for them fantastic yeah, you know, definitely. It's um, and I mean, like, you know, it should be said that I don't think Sea of Thieves is a is a perfect game. You know, far from it. I no. do think I think it's very good at what it does. I think it's very unique. There's nothing like Sea of Thieves out there. Um, the shooting mechanics are shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I hate. I don't like the combat in Sea of Thieves. I really like everything else. The combat is really painful. The on foot combat, yeah. you know, even to this day. Remember that boss we fought not that Horrible. long ago? That was Glitchy just jank, yeah. glitchy, boring just just doing the same thing for 10 minutes hitting it with a sword and running away shooting it picking up ammo shooting it and then sometimes yeah. it just knocked you through the floor yeah and that's and the then thing you had to die and come you, back and you can really tell that see like rare is a team made of like like environmental artists like music uh you know like uh, sound storytelling. designers storytellers 
not combat design. It's like you can really no. tell. Like the only like boss I feel like that is good in that game is is the Megalodon and maybe the Kraken. Like they play quite well, but again, they're like on ship. Like all of the on ship stuff is actually fine. All the on foot stuff is ass. It's horrible. It's, it's so, bad. so bad. It really doesn't feel good. It, none of the bosses feel good either. So it's just. And that's just what it is. Like, there's just a weakness to the game, and I wish they would rework that. I don't think they will because you know they need to be they need to be wise with where they put um, resources for the game. But yeah. let me pitch this crossover. Oh no! Id Tech come over to Rare, make oh. Sea of Thieves play like Doom. <laughs> <laughs> God, my my brain. <laughs> Just got twisted and snapped. In you so got your shotgun to put that together, and you no grapple deck. over to no. ships across the ocean and blow people. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, there's demons as well. Just throw some demons in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but that is no. the sort of thing that I would like to see. I mean, I know this is coming back to the Bethesda stuff, but this is the sort of thing I'd like to see. Like now that I mean, I know like Xbox Game Studios already has some like good um, shooter. Uh, teams, you know, like with 343 Coalition, whatever, but they've got like even more of them now and I just feel like you know, there's no there's no real excuse that a game should be releasing under the Xbox Game Studios banner with shooting mechanics this bad, with combat mechanics this bad, like you've got so much expertise now. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um, Slad for Sea of Thieves. Um, I'll always, oh, it's probably a game I'll probably keep going back to in dribs and drabs for a while. It's always a good time. Yeah, yeah, no, same, yeah. I mean, I'll be playing it with you, no doubt. Ooh. Just and stop also, burning your fish. <laughs> I always burn my fish. And it's 60 frames um, now, obviously, with Series X, which is absolutely delightful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, I noticed that good. immediately when um, when playing it. It was amazing. Mm. Very nice. So good. Okie doke. Um, well, we've been running on for a bit, so there are just... Um, obviously, I want to go over the... Um, the indie showcase the other day but just before we do i just wanted to sort of briefly touch on um the fact that back for blood uh, recently got delayed until october 12th um i don't know if this was surprising to anyone i guess it did kind of come out of nowhere but um it's just another one of those games you know a lot of those games are either getting pushed out of the year or towards the back end of the year um yeah and you know i don't know if a lot of these games that are like getting delayed now I don't know if they'll even hit the second one. You know, like, it wouldn't surprise me if the, things just kind of keep rolling back. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't surprise me. Um, delays, just in general, just don't surprise me these days with the world, with the way the world's at. Um, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's not a massive delay either. I mean, when when was it yeah. like originally planned? Uh, it was going to be June, so. Yeah, it's only a few four months. months or so. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not a huge one. Um, fine. You know, I always say delays are fine if you if you use that time to to you know make your game better and just you know release it in a state you want it to be released in. Don't rush it out. I'm happy with delays. Like I'm a patient man. I might not wake up tomorrow, but <laughs> chances are I probably will. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> I can wait. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Don't get the really vaccine. Because then, <laughs> <laughs> then you might not wake up tomorrow. That is a joke. That's true. Go get the vaccine. <laughs> Disclaimer. Joke. Disclaimer. Oh, no. Yeah. 
and get headhunted. Okay, so as we come towards the end of the um, of the podcast today, we did want to touch on the um, the indie showcase. For anyone that didn't watch, this was something done in partnership with Twitch um, on the twenty sixth. It was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, on the twenty sixth, and it was ended up being like four hours long, um, and they ended up showing over a hundred uh, indie games coming to Xbox platforms, not necessarily exclusively. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways was that uh, twenty two of those games um, will be launching. Um, straight onto Games Pass. Um, a few of these titles include the likes of Nobody Saves the World, The Ascent, 12 Minutes, Chivalry 2, um, Exomecha, Stalker 2, where some of them, all of those ones turned up. Um, now, I obviously did watch this live, so I just wanted to quickly sort of give a rundown of like what I think like I don't of like what I thought about the format because we spoke about this earlier in terms of like the Xbox showcase and a bit of like inside Xbox as well. Um but the format was meh. I it was fine. I mean I know with a lot of these things they it's caught sort of they just want to have a bit of fun with it, but like four hours is a bit ridiculous. Um Yeah, when you told me that I was like, oh, what? Um, <laughs> it, was just, it was just a bit of a mixed bag because some of it, like, they had two hosts and they they were doing fine, but it's just, they were just kind of there, it just felt like they were there to pad the time and it was just so a lot of the time with these sort of, when it is hosted, when these things are like unnecessarily hosted, I feel, all they're there to do is to like like generate like artificial excitement it's like, people will get excited like if you show them the game and then, like, put the dev in front of the camera to, like, tell you yeah. and, like, sh- let, let us see them excited about the game that they're... Like, so, when people are sitting there and being, like, you know, after every game reveal, they're like, wow, I loved how that looked. Wow, it was so yeah, cute. Oh, just... ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's just, like, every single time, it's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe it's you anymore. scripted. They're just yeah, reading off just... a freaking teleprompter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Get, get someone to talk about the game that actually has developed the game and has put their their blood sweat and tears into the game these people are probably just like yeah stanker 2 look great yeah you know like it's stalker 2 oh, okay. oh no yeah. <laughs> stalker 2 looks great easy mistake so they powerful. both look good yeah <laughs> so that's the, that's the post-apocalyptic game isn't it so colorful so cute so colorful yeah, so kawaii <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah i i i completely understand what you mean it it seems so like falsified when you have people in front of the camera like that yeah. um but i yeah. will say that i think overall i think it was better than an inside xbox just because like there were like four or five like select games where they had like you know like live interviews maybe not live or whatever you know interviews with with devs um, and yeah. you know, they've gone for like 15, 20 minutes. And I think that's fine. You know, this isn't like an E3 conference where we just slam through game after game after game. You know, I said this earlier. I don't know why people get so uppity about um, like devs speaking about their game, man. Like it's, you know, they've been working on this for a long time. But my problem was that we had a lot of time. Like, you know, we could have probably shaved an hour or maybe an hour and a half off if we weren't forced to go back to the co-host every time that just mm-hmm. didn't all they did was like speak about the thing that we just saw you know so whatever but i mean a lot of the games that were there looked really really good um yeah Yeah. xbox has always had like a good uh pedigree for like their the games that they curate um and obviously their idea xbox program is supposed to be you know their whole thing for like really low barrier to entry for people to like try and get games on um but a lot of this stuff like looks the line between like indie games and like what is an indie game what isn't 
it's very blurred nowadays. A lot of this stuff looks like really fantastic. I mean, yeah, so, so, some of the titles in there, I was just like, that's an indie game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think Stalker Two was an indie game. I didn't think um, the uh, Extinction game, the dinosaur one, that was indie. Second Extinction, like, yeah. Yeah, Second Extinction. I didn't think that was indie, but, you know, I guess they, they are. You know, like you said, yeah. these lines are becoming very blurred. Well, I days. mean, if you think um, about it, like, there is no real chivalry too, as well. line, is there? There is no line between what is it? Like, when, like if you go from 50 to 51, is that when you stop becoming an indie developer? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no real... Yeah. Uh, like definition of when it occurs so i guess it's just something which operates on a lower budget you know whatever that means um yeah but yeah i mean nonetheless some of these look amazing and i think the tools are getting better for it as well you know year on year so people are can make better games with less you know without uh, such big teams or manpower yeah yeah no definitely yeah it's cool was there anything that you saw that you were um Particularly excited about or put your eye? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, pro- probably second extension to be honest. Mm. Um, that that definitely has caught my eye, and <clears throat> in the past, and and then as well. Um, and then it got the um, coming pre-release or something, uh, April or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, April twenty-sixth, so, I want to say. And is that is that coming? Like, is that is that one that's coming straight into Games Pass? Like, or do we have to pay for that? that pre pre-release uh paying for it's, games um yeah do you know what i i don't know um i don't know actually um because all these early access you do you normally have to you know you you buy it you just buy it early yeah i um, don't know if um and i don't know if that one's coming into games pass i, th- I think it's probably a, a buying one i i would imagine yeah i don't know if early access games usually go into games pass the only one i can think of is grounded um so i guess there is a precedent for it but i mean that's a first party title so do you know what i'm having a quick look online the title is set to join microsoft xbox game pass subscription from launch yeah i think it is launching straight into um games pass that's quite interesting how the how the um early access will work then yeah just free just download yeah yeah just a uh, weird one yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, like, it's just like grounded. Yeah, you'll just you'll just you'll just have the early access banner on it. You'll just download it like anything else. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, there there are a couple that definitely caught my eye. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I didn't actually watch the show. I was I was working when um yeah, some of you have to when work it started. On. Yeah, I was just feeling um, this, sorry for this, myself. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Too. This guy sent me a message at like two thirty three, like, Are you watching this or what? And I was like, Hello? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, I completely forgot it was a Friday actually. Sorry. Yeah. I was um, I was just lying in bed like sweating, like I just I just <laughs> totally forgot like what day it was. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, I was working and then obviously I, I came off. Uh, I, I ended up working a little bit late as well and then by the time I sort of, you know, actually finished for the day and all that sort of stuff, you know, it was pretty much wrapped up at that point um so i didn't really watch it but i i watched the the sizzle reel and stuff like that um and yeah there are a few ones that call my there were a couple that look cool like old school like turn-based like rpg kind of one um yeah that i looked at and there were there were a couple like roguelike ones that i saw oh yeah uh, again i don't actually know the titles of some of these um yeah but the, the turn-based one that was kind of like um 
Final Fantasy inspired. If you saw the trailer for it, yeah. it's like the same guy. It's like the same composer and director for like Final Fantasy VII or something. What was it fucking yeah. called? Um, Astria Ascending. That's the one. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, that's what like I'm keeping an eye out for. It's like the 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 yeah, like the turn-based like high fantasy kind of um yeah one yeah, which I'm a huge fan of. I love yeah. I love well I love high fantasy. Everyone loves high fantasy, but like and I, I I do have a weakness for for turn-based combat. I do very much like it. I think yeah. it's I think it's pretty cool. Um, some might say outdated, but I say cool, tactical, and nice. Yeah, I'm more I I I, I love a turn-based game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that looks so yeah. that looks really good. Yeah. Um. But there, there were a couple which I guess I'll just give a shout out to. Um. That yeah. I definitely thought looked um really good. Um, nobody saves the wo- nobody saves the world. Um, is like a top-down action RPG. It's from the same makers of Guacamelee and Guacamelee Two, uh, so Drinkbox uh, Studios. Um, and it's like kind of like a rogue-like Watchdog Legion kind of thing. I mean, it's not really Watchdog Legion. I don't know, it, but it is in the sense in that you kind of like you're like a you start as like a rat, and they're like your RPG tree is to level up through like different um like creatures like you start as a rat and then you're a person and then you become like different animals and different monsters and all of them have their own skill trees and abilities and like uh and there's like roguelike elements to it as well um but it looked really good um and again this like this didn't look like an indie game this is like a full fleshed out game but it was um it was cool um nice yeah some other standouts were uh, The Ascent. I've, I've mentioned this game to a few times, haven't I? It's like this top-down, again, action RPG. So it's a bit like Diablo, in the, but like, imagine like Diablo, but twin-stick shooter, but with abilities, but with loot, in a cyberpunk world <laughs> with destructible environments. It's kind of like that. Um, I've definitely got my eye on it. Uh, the Ascent looks really good. Um, yeah. It uh, looks awesome. Uh, 12 Minutes, that one where there's... You know, it's about a guy trapped in a time loop and it just takes place in one apartment, but it features the voice acting talents of Daisy Ridley, William Dafoe, and um, James McAvoy. Don't know why, but it does. Oh, nice. Yeah, this got shown off last year, but you know, there was a dev interview this time. Um, Song of Iron is like a side scrolling Viking type one. Um, looks kind of hardcore. Uh, Art style looks really nice. I'm, and I'm pretty sure this being developed by one guy. Um, Death Store wow. is another good-looking one. It looks very like Dark Souls-inspired again, top-down action RPG. Uh, who was that made by? I feel like I. It's by a familiar dev. Uh, yeah, familiar dev. Death Store. Um, store game. It's gonna rub me the wrong way. Otherwise, um, mm, Titan Souls developers. Okay, maybe not. I feel like it was from someone that I knew by Shiny Shoe. Yeah, no idea who that is. Okay, never mind. Anyway, either way, it looked really good. Um, and then just as the last few, uh, Griftlands was like a in something in the vein of Slay the Spire or uh, Monster Train, uh, but with a bit more story focus. So that looked really nice as well. Art style looked really nice. cool. Um, Exomecha still looks fucking bonkers. That was the one that we saw in May last year where it was like, you know, there were like, robotic like um like titans fighting and then there was like robotic dragons and then that, everybody looked like robots and it's like a first yeah. person shooter do you know what i'm talking about i think i do yeah i think i remember something it confused yeah. me back then too yeah they, were, they showed more of that um i mean it looks shiny um it looks absolutely bonkers um yeah and the final one that i'll try to shout out was void train it looks so 
creative it's so weird it's like you're going through a train like in like the abyss or like the ether or the void i guess and there are like monsters that are flying at you while you're on the train um it's it's really weird it's like it looks quite like <laughs> lovecraftian it's, it's really really bizarre um cool but those are just some like personal highlights from me um i guess we'll see them as the year goes by but it was a nice little event and it, you know all it serves to do really is show that um the year is going to be packed as we go through to e3 time because there's been all of this is overspill so yeah 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 for sure yeah no it's, it's, it's exciting definitely very exciting cool well I'm aware that we're um we're pushing time a bit. Uh, we can't really go over two hours here because my um software won't allow it. So, um, the last thing I'll just quickly touch on before we wrap up is uh the the latest Inside Infinite. Uh, you know the the monthly Halo articles we get uh, came out and it was about gamer audio. So it's um it's quite hard to speak about in detail. But some of the things that they spoke about uh, this week were um they showed off one of the newest weapons, one of the newer weapons. It was a banished weapon called the Skewer. Um, which looked um, pretty rad, had like a Ooh. knife on the end. Um, they played the noise of the BR from Halo Infinite versus the BR from Halo 5. I personally not, I mean, I'm not into this as much as I know some people are. I know some people are really quite upset <laughs> and obsessed about, you know, like the sound of the BR across Halo games. But, you know, if it sounds like a good gun, that's that's fine for me. I was about to say, yeah, I don't yeah. really care too much, but yeah. Uh, and the last thing was that we got a, a bit of a confirmation that there were a few more voice actors, uh, voice acting other Spartans in the game. Um, Spartans, Griffin and Spartan Stone. And I'm, I'm sure someone who's more into the lore of Reach, uh, not Reach, more into the lore of Halo could tell me more about what they are in the universe, if they are even in the universe. Um, but there's there's more voice actor Spartans in the game. Um, and that's nice. those were some of the main takeaways really from it. So, cool yeah very so, cool i mean that sort of um wraps up all the stuff for this week we somehow with the least amount of news we've managed to sort of <laughs> talk more than we've done in the other weeks but yeah that's what there's a lot of there's a lot of personal opinions in this uh in this, <gasps> uh, this episode uh, talking about personal gripes personal <laughs> feelings and uh games we did get carried away a little bit of that but um i'm sure i'm sure people can resonate with them so yeah um well they're the right opinions so exactly yeah because as um, we know there is only right and wrong yeah and we're always right exactly. i don't know what the wrong part is but yeah um yeah no it was it was it was a fun it was a fun little uh little episode even though yeah like you said the news was not as extensive but mm. you know we we talked about a lot of stuff and uh i feel like we did yeah, do quite a lot of ranting today we did. We did. <laughs> Crackdown. Yeah, it was a good time. I got a lot off my chest. Yeah, <laughs> I feel good, man. I'm, I'm ready to try and get back into Diamond. <laughs> yeah, this is just this is just how we vent. This is this is it. This yeah. is just a yeah a means to an end. Just to vent our feelings, and then we yeah. just go and play. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hopefully we'll be back next week um, with uh, a bit more to talk about Outriders. Really, I mean, I get. Let's before we go quickly, quickly tell me, give me a Metacritic number for Outriders. Uh, seventy six. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go seventy eight. Yeah. Oh, a bit higher. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Outriders is coming out next week. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. Next week is um 
late Easter, isn't it? I it guess is, we'll yeah. we'll probably still try and do the Friday the Friday upload. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll have to see. Um, uh, it was quite nice doing it on a Sunday actually. Quite enjoyed doing it. Well, yeah. Not you straight after work. Upload it all though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it wasn't just like you know work, QR. You know, like yeah. The, yeah, hey, it's quite nice. But hey, I'm sure we'll be back back next week at some. Yeah, point. we'll be back next week. Thanks for your time, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll speak to you next week for Quick Resume cool. Episode Five. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.